Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast by the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Pearl Steinzer, and I'm an assistant editor at the American Journal of Managed Care. On this episode, we give recognition to Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Emily Goldberg, who is a genetic counselor for JScreen. JScreen offers genetic screening for cancer risk and counseling services to help guide patients through the complexities of genetics and the role it may play in one's risk for breast cancer. And with that being said, Dr. Goldberg, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Please introduce yourself to us. Sure. My name is Emily Goldberg, and I'm a genetic counselor at JScreen. And can you provide an overview of JScreen and how does its genetic cancer screening work for breast cancer? Sure. So JScreen is a national nonprofit. We're based out of Emory University in Atlanta, but we are a national program. And our goal is to provide comprehensive, accessible, and affordable genetic testing and counseling to people all over the country. And a lot of what we do is hereditary cancer testing. So I know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that's why we're here. And when it comes to figuring out somebody's risk for breast cancer, genetics and family history is a big part of that. And so one test that we provide is a panel of more than 70 different cancer-related genes. Many of these are associated with breast cancer, but there's also other types of cancer that are included. And just to give a little bit of background for people who are not familiar with hereditary cancer. So everybody has genes that are there to protect us from cancer. So they're looking for mistakes in our cells, errors in growth, and they try to fix it before it can progress into something malignant. So these cancer genes are this natural protection that we're all born with. But if somebody carries a genetic variant or mutation in one of these genes, then we lose some of that protection. And so cancer risks can be higher. So by doing genetic testing and identifying these pathogenic variants, we can find patients and families who have specifically higher risks for certain types of cancer. Breast cancer is certainly one of them where we do a lot of genetic testing and we can modify somebody's screening or provide preventive options based on those results. But this also actually applies to a lot of different types of cancer. Testing through JScreen is actually done fully from home. So we're a telehealth organization. So people register for testing on our website, which is jscreen.org, and they fill out a family history questionnaire. They are sent a spit kit. So they collect their saliva at home, they spit in a tube, it goes back in the mail. And then a couple of weeks later, when those results are ready, they meet with myself or one of the other genetic counselors to walk through their results, their family history, and we can kind of lay out different recommendations for cancer screening and prevention. Awesome. And um, can you talk more about the accuracy and reliability data you use um, for JScreen's genetic cancer screen? Yeah, so we partner with one of the biggest genetic testing companies in the lab who does hundreds of thousands of these types of tests every year. And genetic testing in general has a high level of accuracy. 
Um, we're born with all of our genes and they never change. So when we do somebody's genetic testing, it's not something that can vary from one day to another, where if we pick the wrong day of the week, we can miss something. Um, now, that being said, there are a lot of people with cancer or who have a family history of cancer who don't carry a known genetic variant. And so it's not that the test misses something, but cancer is very multifactorial. There are certainly genetic components that are associated with that, but there's also environmental exposures, things like diet, lifestyle, exercise, alcohol, the air we breathe. There's a lot of factors that go into the development of cancer and genetic testing accounts for about five to 10% of cancers, but it's not the be all end all. So when, so somebody's cancer risk is based on not just their genetic results, but also their family history, their environment, their other health conditions and things like that. But in terms of the genes that we do screen for, so that includes BRCA1 and 2, which most people have heard of as being the most common and the ones that we've been screening for the longest, but we actually screen 73 genes in total and the testing is extremely comprehensive. So for most of these genes, we're looking through thousands and thousands of letters within each gene to screen for these mutations. So if somebody does carry one of these variants, it's very, very likely that genetic testing will detect it. And um, who do you recommend for genetic breast cancer screening? And can you explain uh, what steps should be taken if one receives a positive result? Absolutely. So this is an area of a little bit of debate. So historically, genetic testing was only available to people who met certain strict criteria. Like you needed X number of family members with breast cancer at these ages or younger in order to qualify for genetic testing. And more recently, um, and at the time, genetic testing was extremely expensive. So it could have been $5,000 to screen for just two genes. And insurance companies have specific rules about when they cover it, when they don't. In more recent years, genetic testing has become more accessible and affordable. So there are people who are seeking genetic testing when they don't have this specific personal or family history of cancer, which is important because we estimate about half of people who carry one of these genetic mutations don't actually meet criteria for testing prior to that. So when we designed our JScreen program, it was really important to open it up to everybody, regardless of personal or family history. And that's because sometimes people just don't have these cancers in their family, but they are predisposed. Other people may be adopted or estranged from their families, or they have really small families or aren't in contact. So there's a lot of reasons why some of that information can be missing, or it could be a family of mostly men. And so we haven't seen certain types of cancer as frequently. So it was important for us as a public health initiative to really make testing as accessible as possible. I think in a lot of places, there are definitely still limitations about who's being referred for genetic testing and counseling, but it was important to us to make this available to everyone. Now, for those who do test positive for a mutation in one of these genes, there are a number of actions that they can take depending on what we find. So first, 
And foremost is having a patient come through the genetic counseling process. And that way we can walk them through exactly what they've tested positive for, what types of cancer that mutation may be associated with, and we can help them lay out the specific recommendations that we may have for them. So for example, for somebody who tests positive for a mutation that increases their risk for breast cancer, we may recommend adding in breast MRIs in addition to annual mammograms. We may recommend that they start screening at a younger age, like 25, instead of waiting until they're 40. Some women also will consider a risk-reducing bilateral mastectomy, which means having both breasts removed as prevention because their risk for breast cancer is so high. So there are a lot of options for women when they find they have a higher cancer risk that they can undergo that can really make a difference in terms of prevention and early detection. And receiving a positive result can be very devastating. Um, how does J-Screen provide counseling and support for individuals who receive screening results indicating an increased breast cancer risk? Yes. Yeah, so this definitely can be a lot for somebody to learn about themselves and to take on. And I think it's really important to, again, make sure that they have that genetic counseling appointment. So that way we can really make sure they understand all the information. They can ask as many questions as they want. We provide support throughout. And we also like to try to help shift somebody's perspective. Obviously this can be really upsetting to learn but we also know it can be really empowering. By knowing specifically what somebody is at risk for, we can then take actionable steps to reduce their risks. So we try to make sure they understand all the information, that they're comfortable with it. We also may call their doctor or their healthcare provider and make sure that they understand it so they can continue this care ongoing. Um, but for somebody to really feel like they've learned this information about themselves and they can now do something about it. We also continue to check in with people. We're always available for more counseling. Sometimes when you hear news like this, it can be hard to take in all that information at one time. So sometimes we set up appointments a little further down the road so that somebody has a chance to digest all the information, to formulate their questions, to talk to their spouse or family members, or even have their a support person with them on a future visit. And then we partner with a lot of amazing organizations out there that really can provide a lot of community and support. So organizations like Sharsheret and Force and Bright Pink, there's a lot of great resources out there. And so we set them up with all those tools to continue their care. Got it. Um, and those are all my questions, but is there anything else you'd like to add on the topic? I think one other thing for people to be aware of is to remind people that receiving a positive genetic test is not a cancer diagnosis. It doesn't mean that somebody has cancer or will necessarily get it, but it's about being proactive, staying on top of your health, learning things that you may be at risk for so that you can take next steps. We also share a lot of our genes with our family members. 
So genetics is unique in medicine in that it's a family affair. So when we learn something about our own genetic risk, we can take that to our siblings, parents, and children and share the information with them so they can then seek out genetic testing for themselves and figure out who in a family may or may not be at risk. Um, and then lastly, for anyone who's interested in seeking genetic testing for themselves and they want to come through JScreen, we can test anybody in the U.S. as long as they're 18 or over. So you can visit our website at jscreen.org. Again, all the testing and counseling is done by phone and video. And there's more information on our website. You can certainly reach out to us and we're happy to answer questions or, or walk people through the process. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about JScreen and the topic of breast cancer, please check us out at agmc.com or see the show notes. And if you like the podcast, make sure to like and rate us.